Welcome into another edition of the Dr. Chris Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Daniel. Yo. And uh, this week we are going to touch up on all the top stories uh, for the last two weeks since while we've been off. Um, of course, we'll do our obligatory uh, talk about the current Marvel show on and uh, Fear the Walking Dead updates. But first, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. I am at CR Drubert. Daniel, you are... Uh, I'm at Daniel underscore Cabrera nine. Had to think about your last name there for a second. I had, I had, to, I had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, follow the show at Box Kickers Pod. Um, we are live right now on Twitch. Uh, just go ahead, uh, look for Box Kickers Talking Sports. We're the one of the only few sports podcasts streaming on Twitch. And then um, when, after the shows are over, we always like to upload the shows over on YouTube. So follow our YouTube channel as well. Turn your notifications on so when the videos come live, uh, you're welcome to join into the show. Um, but and before we jump into the sports, let's go ahead and catch up. How you doing, Daniel? I'm doing great. Fine. Peachy. Dandy. Well, except this weekend, man. I had, if you can tell, I got a little red on me. I got sunburnt uh, going out to the pool with the kiddos, mowing the grass in 130-degree weather. <laughs> at two o'clock in the afternoon but i got it done and i felt it today my shoulders are red hot my my ears are burning but uh hey the kids had fun so that's about it yeah it, it got hot pretty quick out there um it was like for a while there is like beautiful temperatures high 70s low 80s and now we're in the mid to high 90s every single day with no uh with no rain in sight after having like a month straight of rain uh, yeah, I went out there on Friday. I went, I did my yard work. I caught up on there because it finally stopped raining long enough for that. And then just the heat kicked in there. Um, I, I, I try to limit how long I'm out there just because, I mean, I don't want, he strokes no joke. And then, <laughs> uh, we, we try to take my daughter out there in the evenings when it kind of cools down. Of course, for those of you listening who are not in central Texas, we cool down to about 92, 93 degrees in the evening. So, <clears throat> so, uh, um, yeah, she had some fun out there uh, this weekend. We uh, did my oldest kid's uh, 23rd birthday. So we did a little bit. Her birthday is uh, um, actually tomorrow. And so uh, nice. we uh, celebrated a little early so that way she could have the day to uh, be with her significant other and try to rest as she's grown that baby inside her. So, um, but yeah, it was, other than that, it was, it was just a pretty calm weekend. Um, I don't know about you, but lately it seemed like they're flying by. It has, yeah. You know what? I, I was talking to my wife, and I cannot wait to get up to Seattle because I've been tracking the weather, and uh, it's been like 73, couple of rainy showers. I, I just can't wait to get up there and get away from this heat right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed my time in Seattle. Um, I was there for five days and several years ago. Um, we had one day of sunshine, so hopefully you get more than that. Um, I, <laughs> I would not mind living in Seattle. It's just... I mean, two as like 250 days of, of cloudy weather and mostly rain. It's like there's only so much of that seasonal disorder you can handle before it's like, okay, I need some sunshine going and out here. So, um, yeah. But, but I mean, to go there was a visit. It's a great city. Um, I, I had a lot of fun there. I did, I did a tour of Safeco Field, which is what it was called at the time, where the Mariners play. 
Um, went to the market down there, went to Space Needle, all that good stuff. Um, T-Mobile Park, Chris. I've told you this like a thousand times. I know, but I, I'm old school. I'm old school. <laughs> I still call where the Pacers play Consiglio Fieldhouse, and it was Banker's Life Field uh, for 15 years. And I mean, who knows what's going to be named next? Is looking for a new name right now. So I remember, I remember the uh, Conseco Fieldhouse. I do. Yeah, I mean that, that's. Uh, I the, I remember I, when I lived in Indianapolis, there was a outdoor music venue called Deer Creek. Yeah. And since then, it's had like four different uh, naming rights to it. I don't even know what it's called now, but everyone who who was there at the time still call that place Deer Creek. Doesn't matter <laughs> who the naming rights are on there; it's going to be Deer Creek until that place is torn down to the ground. So, Deer Creek. Uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so the other thing I did this weekend was I caught up on our show. So we'll start with The Walking Dead. Uh, I know most weeks you're behind. Um, we're giving you some spoilers, but since you actually watched, I'll let you go first. What did you think about it? Um, I thought it was great. A couple of spots here and there that were like, eh, that, that, was, that was kind of uh, lame or dumb or whatever. Um, I didn't really like the whole Morgan... He's a hero, okay. I didn't like the fact that he's always, you know, he was trying to save everybody, and then at the end they get under an oil tanker and survive the nuclear bomb. Like, yeah. come on now, that was dumb. I didn't like the Dakota scene where she. <laughs> she oh just... no, no, no! When she got torched, <laughs> that was the best part of the entire episode. It, it, yeah, everybody liked it, but the way it was, like, they couldn't do a better job. I would have rather see her turn into like ash or something. But uh, it was just, she it was dumb. To me. She kind of did. She kind of did, um, yeah. It, it's, it's hard. Okay, it's hard to stick to reality when it comes to a nuclear bomb. And you want to keep all your characters alive. And so, um, like, like a storm cellar is not going to protect you from a, radiate, from a, from a nuclear bomb. Uh, first of all, they ripped the doors off the hinges. How they get them back attached and they're holding it with a rope whenever a nuclear bomb is going off. <laughs> Strand standing at a window, watching as the cloud is coming near him, and the windows stay intact. That was a little cheesy, but um, it, it, it looked like nothing happened where Strand was with that guy. Like, yeah, it looked like nothing. Nothing happened. I thought it, it could have been better, better done, but uh, with the way it was, it, I, overall, I thought it was good. It was yeah. a great season. This is probably the best season that they had. Yeah. Since like season one or two, I give I give props to the lady at the beginning, who, well, first of all, she's an idiot because she broke her leg, uh, <laughs> but uh, having having the the wherewithal to realize, only way I'm going to save my child is if I turn to a walker, follow this dog, and if dog tries to get me to to humans, and so for her to kill herself after she tied herself to the dog tied a uh, cloth around her mouth so she couldn't bite anyone or, or the dog. I mean, it was a little far-fetched of the dog got all the way to the submarine, but it's it's a good it was a good thought. Like, hey, I never really thought about that. If you're in that situation, hey, I mean, it, it works. It worked, yeah. I mean, I, at first, I didn't, I forgot who the lady was. There's so many damn characters in the show. Like, I forget who's who because they brought, they, they brought back Cole, that guy Cole. Yeah. Uh, from the Madison days, I forgot who that guy was. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in The Walking Dead, it's more you know these characters more than you do in Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Fear the Walking Dead is like 
the same characters to me. Yeah. Like I won't see this guy for like four seasons, and I'm like, who is that guy? But but Walking Dead, there's something about it because like given like personalities with Daryl and and Negan and and the you know Beta and Alpha and all that. Fear the Walking Dead is just like just normal people, you know. There's well, not really well because because in Fear there were so many seasons where they turned the stat the, the uh, cast <clears throat> over like eighty percent. So it's like you had the main family, but Alicia and Strand are the only two left from that group. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and so and then you got the baseball field people, and then they're all dead, or they're <laughs> or no longer in the show. Uh, I mean, I I do enjoy how they try to get rid of some of the the terrible writing from last year. Whatever happened to those kids from last year? They had a, they had like fifty kids that they rescued. I haven't just seen them since. I haven't seen Wendell's wheelchair the entire season. So I don't know. I know he's on like CSI uh, New Orleans or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. what happened to the to the Indian guy that Madison like hated at first? He flew off into a helicopter with this with his buddy, and then we haven't yeah. seen him since. Maybe and he was a big off. character. Maybe, maybe we'll see him in Commonwealth or something. So, so um, with way the way the end of the season, what do you see? Um, where do you see them going with the show? Do you have any ideas um, of what they might be doing? I don't. Um, I would like for them to move on from Texas, maybe <laughs> head north or something. Um, maybe Morgan can finally come to his senses and be like, hey, I know a group up in Alexandria. Let's yeah, see if we can head up there. They're they're five years or four years behind them. So unless it takes them that long. I remember Morgan ran there like in three months. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got to get his way back there. But no, um, here, I don't see. I don't know where they can go from here. So this is a little bit of um, fan fiction coming out of me on this one. Here's what I hope they're setting up. So we know part of that group got picked up by the helicopter, right? Which, first of all, with how quickly that bomb went off, that helicopter's toast. But you know, we know that they wrote them out of there. Well, we, we don't know if they're alive or not. That's yeah, exactly. Thing. We're assuming they are because they got in the helicopter. Um, the... Of course, the helicopter is by the CRM group, which is on the World Beyond. We, we know they're the group that has Rick and all that. Yeah. I hope Fear the Walking Dead and their, their cast partners with CRM. I hope on this next season of Walking Dead, they partner with Commonwealth, and those two groups go to battle with each other. So then you'll be able to see the Fear the Walking Dead people crossing over in the, in the same episodes with Walking Dead people and Morgan kind of being the bridge between the two of them. So yeah, because with fear still continuing on, they could set up at the end of Walking Dead, which we know is ending. Whoever's left in Walking Dead can be a part of the group with Commonwealth and then have them have like a little CRM battle towards the end of that season. They could pick it up with future seasons of the Walking Dead, where you can see some of the uh, or Fear of Walking Dead, so you can see some of the, the Walking Dead characters, uh, like Aaron and these and, and Gabriel, seeing them cross over in these episodes with Fear in the future. I, that's what I would want to do with it. That's that's the only way I think at this point they're going to be able to do a cross. Because I mean, we lost our chance. I mean, if, if like what I said on the last show, if they could got a boat and got out to the coast, or if they could got to a bunker and then they come out five years later and they say, "All right, let's go to Alexandria," they can merge the show that way, but. I don't know. I, I just, I, if they're ever going to be merging the shows, I think it's going to have to be through Commonwealth and the CRM group. And 
I that could be where and that may end up happening in the Rick movies, or they may do another <coughs> spinoff movie, which is the Commonwealth versus CRM War, something along those lines. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's too late for The Walking Dead to cross over because, of course, we have part one and part two of the finale, the season, the series finale. Uh, the, they're gonna focus more on like yeah to the Commonwealth, but I mean, there's probably a small chance that Fear can actually cross over. I see that maybe like. After show after the Walking Dead's all done, I can see them like in like like you said crossover shows. Yeah. Um. But for the most part, I, another thing too, if if we go to the Walking Dead real quick, how are they going to expand this to like two two seasons with just the Commonwealth? There's got to be something else to it. Well, it's only be one season, right? Well, it's one season, but it's like they're going to do it like in, within two years, of course, yeah. right? Yeah. So how many episodes are they going to probably like 20, 24 maybe 24 mostly yeah they're gonna do all that with the commonwealth like we know what the commonwealth is like they're gonna build every single thing up i i don't know maybe they have mercer they have that guy mercer in the all orange red uh stormtrooper suit maybe the first like half the, of, first half of the season so the first 12 episodes where they go on their, their, their usual break they could sit there and be character building with commonwealth do the political strife, which what we saw in the comic books with Rick and them, since Rick's yeah. not there, it could be Michelle and our, or any of the other characters if Michelle comes back or not. Or Maggie. I don't know where I, I don't know where fear can go because that nuclear bomb, like what else can you do? What else? What storyline can you come up with to do on that show? Well, it looks you gotta, like you got to keep up the momentum. It looks like um, Strand's going full heel though. Yeah, yeah. He could be the villain the next season. Oh, uh, he's a snake. He's always been a snake since. Yeah, but, yeah, but now, but now he's like, I, I can't die. I, I am immortal. He almost feels like he's immortal the way he was talking. Now, yeah, guy, he's not gonna die. This other guy, he's just sitting there and like, okay, you want to partner with me, but you just lied to me before we thought we we're gonna <laughs> die. So how am I gonna trust you when we're not gonna die? Yeah, <laughs> but same, he can't I, die. I thought for sure he's gonna kill that guy. I, I thought for sure he's gonna kill him. Never but, know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a powerful scene there where we thought Morgan and his girl were going to go. I mean. Oh my God. They hit under a tanker. Come on well, now. No, no, no. Before that, when they were in the boat, or when they're in the sub still, and they were basically come to terms oh, like, Oh, okay, yeah. Where he's like holding the gun yeah. in the back of his head. He's going to shoot them both at the same time. That was, that, that, if they actually went through that, I'm like, that would have been a wow. But I mean, when you heard the, the baby. That would have been like, a great great ending scene right there yeah but then it'd be no more morgan so correct yeah, yeah. and Morgan's which is fine with me because he's he's so soft so yeah exactly so. <laughs> all right but yeah so we, we got we probably got what a year maybe this i mean because we're gonna have um, walking dead later this year and then they may try to squeeze fear in between it i don't know i mean i if i'll gonna, say if, fear if they're gonna january do a, if they're gonna do a crossover then they should do the first half of Walking Dead, do the first half of Fear, end Walking Dead, and do the rest of the Fear season if they really want to cross them over. But yeah. otherwise, I think we're gonna we're probably gonna get Walking Dead. They go on their midseason break, get that crappy World Beyond, and then finish oh. off Walking Dead after that. <laughs> so, Which I won't watch. I I watched the first two episodes and I'm like I'm done. I can't. Yeah, I got like ten minutes of the first episode, and we were like, "We're going to bed." Never yeah. watched it. It was not good. So, 
All right. Um, and then the other show, of course, as as you, those of you who watched it or listened to us or watch us, I guess now we're, we're visual. Um, Marvel came out with the new show, Loki. Um, I liked it. I really liked the first episode. Um, I liked Tom Hiddleston and his Loki character. Um, so I enjoyed having a show centered around him. Uh, I think they did some pretty good casting. Um, like with that, the uh, agent who was chasing after him through most of the episode. Uh, Owen Wilson's character was, was great. Um, that little the, uh, desk clerk guy, I don't know the actor's name, but I've seen him in other stuff. He's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting seeing how they play with time. They control time. Um, and I saw a lot of Easter eggs in there that I think is going to play into future movies for Marvel. But I don't think we're going to get into that till later in the season. But overall, what did you think about that first episode? Um. It was it was okay. First of all, you know we were all confused for the most part, like the first twenty five minutes. Second of all, well, we watched it like at eleven o'clock. Dude, we were tired. I didn't really feel like thinking, but uh, it was it was good. I mean, you know, they explained it when he went in line to get his number or whatever on the TV. You know, he went off the the timeline, so um, they went to get him and whatnot. But uh. It's funny. It has a little humor to it. I love Loki. They got Tom Hiddleston. Uh, he's very funny. Uh, uh, Luke Wilson. And then, yeah, I forgot who that guy's name is that, that kept changing them, but he was pretty funny as well. So it has a good humor to it. Um, we'll see how the season goes. Of course, so, it, I'm, I'm going to watch it. So um, as we they they hinted around, and I'm not sure if they're going to have a twist on it or not, but the villain that they're chasing after apparently is Loki. Um. Now, there's a couple of different ways they can go with it. So, is it a future Loki who is the same Loki as his current one, but he's just trying because he keeps killing agents and getting that little like recharge juice or reset juice or whatever it is? Is he trying to save his mother? Does he keep trying to go back there and save her or something? Uh, there is speculation that this is actually a female Loki. That's a different uh, iteration. Is she Loki? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know where they can go with that just quite yet, but um, some of the little Easter eggs I saw. So, uh, you know, like when the courtroom, they had those three timekeepers behind uh, the judge, right? Yeah. So the, the timekeeper in the middle where the judge is centered on, um, I believe that's going to end up being Kang the Conqueror because um, he originated as a timekeeper and he became his, his little villain self. So I think, and, I, and we know Kang the Conqueror is actually going to be the villain in Ant-Man and Quantumania, uh, that movie coming out. So, and then what reason why I think it's him is because that judge who is rec- directly in front of him right by his lips is actually her character in the comics is Kang's love interest. Mm. And so I think that I think they did a lot of like visual cues of, Hey, here's this judge. Here's the time behind them. We're going to find out later that those two are connected and he's going to become a villain in future movies. Cause Kang the Conqueror is a time traveling villain. And so yeah. he used, uh, he uses the quantum realm to basically travel and so of course that ties into ant-man and the wasp but um but overall, yeah overall i mean i liked it um there's a lot of exposition because there's like there's this whole world that we've never seen before so we had to know okay what's the background in this what there there is speculation that the timekeepers are actually villains and they are trying to prevent other timelines from going on there because they want to be able to control stuff mm-hmm. um i i feel that the villain at the end is a future form of this Loki we're watching trying to go back and save his mother 
I think he's going to break the multiverse along with what Wanda is trying to do from WandaVision to find her kids. And that's what's going to cause a multiverse of madness for Doctor Strange's movie coming up. I also think that's going to tie into Spider-Man because I think we're going to see a version of the Spider-Verse, which is... Spider-Verse, yeah. Since we know we have the other Spider-Mans and villains coming back. Um, So I, I think when this series ends the timekeepers have lost control of the timeline and that's going to set up future movies. Yeah. That's like three things in one right there. You just explained <laughs> that, mean, that, that at the end, that that's gotta be like a Loki or a she Loki or something. Yeah. Um, the last scene that we saw. Um, but yeah. How many episodes is, is this Loki? Uh, I, I didn't even eight, see it. Six or eight. I mean, let me look it up real quick. Um, cause I, I think it's, it was, it's going to be similar to um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think, length, I believe. Let me go. Upcoming show. No, did, did you like WandaVision more than Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yes. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah I did. Six episodes for this one, by the way. Um, Six episodes? Wow. I mean, I mean, I enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, but that show's main purpose was to introduce... Um, him as Captain America for his own movie, yeah. his own movie because you can't really do that. That Falcon with the Soldier story was not good enough for a movie, but they needed to do it for the next movie. So yeah, um, I I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, we we got Zemo, we got funny Zemo, so they got to re- reboot that character, which was great. Uh, we saw the growth with Winter Soldier with Bucky. Um, we saw. Sam mature more into that that stable Captain America type character. Um, yeah. But WandaVision was so different than what we're used to seeing. And that has more to do with the future of other movies. Whereas yeah. I feel that Falcon and the Soldier only ties into future uh, Captain America with Sam and the TV shows with the with um, Zemo and that group and um, U.S. Agent and their Disney Plus shows. So that's where I think WandaVision was better because they had more tied into the cinematic universe, whereas Falcon had more to do with the Disney Plus universe. Yeah. And I, think, cool. Lo- I think Loki is going to be very similar to WandaVision. Not so much of the intrigue and the mystery that WandaVision had from episode to episode, but with how it's going to be a big tie-in to all these other movies, because we already know they're dealing with uh, with uh, the multiverse and timelines. So we are what we know about these future movies. We know it ties into Captain uh, to, the, to Doctor Strange. We know it ties into Spider Man. We know it ties into what they're going to be dealing with Wanda in the future. So yeah, I, I think this was this movie. This show is going to be a lot better for the future of Marvel, whereas. Falcon Winter Soldier is more for, hey, here's some characters that's building up for, for their future. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, anything else that you, you watched or anything that stands out to you? Um, no, I haven't really watched or caught up on too many shows or movies. I can't remember the last time I actually watched a movie. Probably like Mortal Kombat, honestly. Well, I will um, say, I will, I will say uh, last Sunday... I did go to Alamo and I got to see a movie in person for the first time in 16 months. And it was great. 
Was it that Quiet Place? Quiet Place 2. It was great. Oh, there you go. Um, I almost... Quiet Place 1 was so different, and I, lo- I love that movie. Um, a Quiet Place 2 had a bigger reach, because the first one is based on the family and on the farm. You don't really go outside the farm yeah. very yeah. much. Whereas this movie, like they're traveling, and so you get in it, you get to see two or three different groups. You get to see some other groups of humans that basically are bad guys, like uh, taking advantage of other people uh, quietly, obviously. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and you get to see this, this other village, this other village where they're un- unaffected at the time. So um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a really good movie. Um, Story wise, I think I like it better than the first movie. Um, overall, the first movie I still think is better. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty interesting. And one thing I'm going to try to watch soon, um, and maybe in a week or two, um, is a show called Sweet Tooth on Netflix. And it's a DC. Oh, comic. you know what? My my buddy at work told me about that today. He said he watched it. He said it was good. I had two different people at work tell me about this. And so I'm like, okay, I finally watched the trailer. I'm like, it looks it looks weird. It doesn't look like something I'd normally watch. It's based on a DC comic. Um, with these kids that are born with like animalistic features or something. Um, yeah. Again, I have no idea what that what this is in the store, but I had two different people telling me it's great, so I was like, ah, I'll give it a shot. It's not about the twisted metal sweet tooth. Uh, not not that one. No, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, although I think a movie is coming out of twisted metal or something like that. I thought. Possible, yeah, possible. I thought, yeah. Um, and then in a couple weeks. Uh, about uh, three, three, four weeks. We got a uh, Black Widow coming out. Um, I'm debating. I'm debating if I'm going to try to see that in theater. If I can get a uh, a Father's Day gift of my oldest daughter coming to watch my youngest daughter, um, I might not <laughs> do that. Otherwise, I may have to drop the thirty bucks on Disney Plus to watch it there. So thirty bucks. Oof. Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to go see Alamo. So. Uh, with tickets and food, I dropped 80 bucks last weekend. So, I mean, it's it, it would be a little cheaper. So, man, you just order some pizza and watch it here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, we'll jump back over into the sports world. Um, we were, we're going to start with MLB Team of the Week. Um, I am going to go first um, because mine are normally realistic, where Daniels are normally trying to talk up the Astros. So, um, <laughs> This week, I am going with the surprise Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Now, normally, again, they're not that good, and I wouldn't be really talking about them. But as of late, they have been on a tear. They've won six straight. They're eight and two in the last ten. They're catching up a little bit with um, the Astros, who have gone six and four on the same stretch. Unfortunately for them, the Athletics are on a run. They're eight and two in the last ten, um, but. Shohei Otani, he's looking like a potential MVP type candidate because he's a great pitcher. He's a great hitter. He is the team right now. Um, they let Albert Pujols go, and I think when they let him go, that kind of changed up the mindset of the team, and, and they've been doing great since he left. Um, this may be the only time I talk about him this season because they're currently one game above 500 after winning six straight. Um, but, again, the purpose of this segment is to talk about who is the hottest team in the last week. And that's why I talked about Cincinnati uh, early on. That's why I talked about uh, some of these bad teams. Um, I think I talked about uh, Kansas City at one point and Minnesota I talked about as well. Um, but, yeah, right now I, I got the Angels. What do you think about that, Danny? Uh, I think it's stupid. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Oh, they beat up on the Royals. They beat up on the Diamondbacks. They stink. That's um, what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Those, those got to be the winnable games right there. You can't lose those games. Um, it's pretty good. I, I don't think they're going to. The no, AOS, no. The, the AOS is a two-team race. Yeah, currently. It's yeah. the A's and the Astros. It's going to be like that to the very end. Yeah. Barring injuries. If the Astros had like eight injuries, and yeah, the, the Angels can creep up. But they they do have the talent with Shohei Otani. Uh, Mike Trout's not even playing right now. Um, they have uh, the other guy. I forgot his name. He's doing really good. Walden or something like that. Um, they have a pretty good young team. It's always been the pitching, and it's always been about the GM not wanting to go that next step to make the playoffs. So well, and, and currently they're only what two uh let's see two and a half games out of the second wild card. So I mean, yeah. I mean they have they have a chance if they can keep this up and beat the bad teams and, and play even with the good teams, they'll be right there in the wild card hunt. Um I still don't think they make the playoffs, but I mean they they may I know that they uh, they traded off that reliever they got from I believe it was from the Rays. Um, who was who was great for them for the Tampa Bay, and he's been crap for Angels. They shipped him off to Minnesota. Um, so I mean, they're, they're making the right moves. They may decide to be sellers. I mean, there's some good pitches out there. I mean, Scherzer is available. Um, they may go after some of these hitters. I know uh, Trevor Story's trying to get out of uh, Colorado. So I mean, there are options for them to improve this team. I think they should be. It's hard right now. Because they're 33 and 32, it's hard right now because if they're going to be buyers for just one season, I don't think it's worth it. Because, like I said, it's a two-team race. I think you have to get better in the offseason. Um, of course, think, Mike, I, Mike Trout's coming back, though. I think they need to try to compete because um, I think they need to be buyers because if they keep this up and keep selling and selling and selling, Mike Trout's going to ask for a trade. Otani's going to try to get out of there. You have to. You have two of the best players in baseball. You have to try to build around them and show them you're trying to compete, even if it's just for wild card spots. I mean, they're they're going to be a long way away from getting a division title, but if they can get into the playoffs, I mean, how many times have we seen a wild card team win the World Series? I mean, we saw we saw the Cardinals do it at, at 500. Yeah, so it's been a while. So if they can get into the wild card, I mean, it's it's scary because you have Otani. Go in there. I mean, you're gonna see him every single game, whether he's in the outfield or if he's uh, pitching. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I'd want him to be pitching. I don't know if I'd want Otani to be pitching though. He's doing good though. He's doing good, but I mean that those amount of innings, he has to be on an innings limit because that can tear up your arm. Yeah. And they need him offensively. Of course, they need pitching. They always need pitching every year. Yeah. Um, like they could have got Garrett Cole, I think, two years ago, but he didn't want to go there. So, it's it's, it, I guess it is frustrating as an Angels fan, speaking for them, that they do not make playoffs because they have the talent there. They have yeah, Anthony Rendon too, big time stud at third yeah. base. Um, it's just pitching wise, it's just not hasn't been there for years. Yeah. So that GM kind of needs to take that next step. Yeah. But AOS two team race, I don't think they're going to do the playoffs. They're, they're hot right now, yeah. But yeah. Uh, See if they can keep it up. All right, so who do you got for your uh, game of the week? Uh, well, since you did, let me pick the Astros. Uh, <laughs> I am going with Tampa Bay, man. They're 42-24, and 7-3 in the last 10. Three-game win streak. They beat up, yeah, on probably um, the Rangers, and they beat up on the Orioles. 
But like you said, you got to win those ball games. Um, they swept swept Toronto. They swept Baltimore. Um, well, this is a while back too. They 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 swept Baltimore again. They play Texas. Um, they're flying under the radar right now because not many people know who's on their team. Austin Meadows and um, other players. The pitch is good. Tyler Glass now is really good. Um, but like I, another thing too is not many people are going to their ballpark to see the to see them play, and they're first in their division right now. So first of all, they're not in Tampa. <clears throat> well, in St. Petersburg. If they had their arena in Tampa, they would have more fans there. But if for anyone who's been in the Tampa area, in order to get to St. Petersburg from Tampa, you got to sit on a bridge for about forty-five minutes. And most people don't want to do that because most people live in St. Petersburg or ninety-five years old know how know, know how to drive. <laughs> so they need a new stadium in Tampa Bay in order to get the fans there. Now, if they do ever build a stadium in Tampa, they better be building that thing at 30,000 fans at most. They cannot be building a 50,000, 60,000 seat arena or a stadium because even then in Tampa, you'd be lucky to get thirty to 35,000 people to show up. Yeah, I don't get it because Miami got that new stadium and they've stunk for forever. Yeah. Well, they got Derek Jeter at the helm now, but. I mean, Tampa Bay's, they've been solid. They went to the ALCS last year, or the World Series last year. Um, I, they, I think they're going to... Yeah, they smacked around someone in the ALCS. I just can't remember who it was. Uh, they were up 3-0, and then the Ashes came back and forced a Game 7. Thank you very much. <laughs> but <laughs> it was COVID season, fake. But uh, I, I think they're going to run away with this division. Uh, the Yankees stink right now. Mm-hmm. Baltimore sucks. Toronto's up and coming. They're still very young. Springer hasn't played either. Um, Boston's interesting to me because Boston can go on a streak and then lose like four or five straight. One of those games being by like 20 runs. Yeah. Uh, they really do need Chris sale uh, back. I know he started pitching. I hope, um, I, hope, I, hope, I hope, I actually hope they go after Scherzer because I mean, they need that pitching help. I think they, they're going to be buyers at the deadline to, to, to win that division. They're only two and a half back from Tampa Bay. I think they can overtake Tampa Bay right now, but um, we'll see at the trade deadline. They need that big push over um, starting pitching-wise. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, all right, before we before we wrap up the bow here on the baseball talk, one thing I did want to point out. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but the MLB is doing this whole push on foreign substances for the pitchers. Have you seen Have you seen that? How they're they're really trying yeah. to do that? Do you know what yeah. this? Do you know why they're doing this? They're getting ready to go into collective bargaining agreement discussions with the Players Association, and they're doing everything in their power to get the players pissed off at each other. Because now you're going to want these people calling each other out, pissing each other off because, oh, I'm going to call this pitcher because I think he's cheating and pitchers getting mad at the, at the batter. They're causing the Players Association to, to implode on each other heading into the negotiations. I think – as much as I say Rob Manfred's an idiot, for the labor discussions, this is actually a pretty smart deal for him because he's getting the players to turn on each other already. Because because by not punishing the Astros the way he should have, you have most of baseball mad at Houston. You have them mad at the Yankees because they know they cheated. They're, they know they're mad at the Red Sox because they cheated. Now they're getting Tampa Bay's uh, batters pissed off at Kansas City pitchers. They're, they're, they're doing a good job of actually making the player association weaker and the players are not seeing through this like most people are. No. 
I mean, uh, Trevor Bauer's spin rate has decreased. Uh, Garrett Cole has gotten called out. Uh, and Josh Donaldson for the Twins came out and was like, hey, like I can come out and and say, like, I know like 10 plus pitchers that are cheating right now using four substances. Like he could, he's literally probably going to come out here soon with what he's seen and who it is. Yeah. Uh, hence why uh, it's kind of a, a narc. Yeah. AKA Mike fires, but uh, he did call out Garrett Cole. Um, it was interesting that bat Garrett Cole struck him out, stared him down. Um, that was it for the most part. But uh, yeah, I mean, baseball, I think it's a mess right now. It, it's a mess. They got to clean this up. Aaron judge has stayed at the, I went to the podium and, and told MLB to fix this and that, knowing that he's probably cheated as well, um, even though he sucks and can't hit a baseball. But, I mean, it's just – it's it's a mess right now, and they got to clean it up. I mean, if you want more fans to start watching, clean up the game, clean up the sport, get rid of that cheating crap. It's over. 2017's in the past, even though they're still champions. Clean it up. Did you see uh, SI's article about how the Astros cheated in 2018 as well? Yeah, it was all fake. <laughs> SI would who, who who goes to SI anymore? Who gets magazines? Who goes to SI.com? Everybody goes to ESPN. I stopped I stopped going to them um when they started getting those little videos on each page. <laughs> I just I don't know who's at SI anymore. You know, it's usually CBS or ESPN for me. Yeah. Hey, I, before we move on, I need you to do me a favor, and this is outside the show. Um uh, Turn your camera off, turn it back on, because you just froze, and you, you have an angry face on my screen. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, my God. I don't even know how to turn it back. Uh, turn off camera and see how There we go. There we go. Much better. You have this, <laughs> this angry face that you're just locked into about defending your Astros for cheating. <laughs> well, that, that's about right. <laughs> so, All right, so let's go ahead and move on uh, to NFL. Um, we haven't talked about them for a little bit. There's not a whole lot to talk about, but I'm going to uh, open the floor up to you because something big happened to you and uh, your team in this last week. So uh, yeah, go, ahead and, yeah. go ahead and talk about that. Uh, I think my Julio Jones jersey should be arriving soon. Um, yeah, the Titans got Julio Jones. When was it? Like last Sunday or something like that? Yeah. Um, woke up, we didn't really wake up to the news. It was around noontime. Um, Deanna Rusani from ESPN had tweeted out that they were very close. And then Adam Schefter was saying that, um, they, they agreed to a deal with Julio Jones coming to Tennessee. Um, oh man, it was awesome, man, because they got a four headed monster now. I know you think Tannehill sucks. He's, I think he's a, a good average quarterback. Hey, hey, hey. I don't think. Ryan Tannehill sucks. I know he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he had hell good numbers last year, 30 ball, touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, now they got Julio Jones, a wide receiver core, along with A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry in the backfield. As a defensive coordinator for the opposing team, that is going to be a problem. Yeah, for the four games Julio plays. You know what? I, I I've been saying that, but honestly, he's missed like three or four games in the past. This is what I saw on Twitter. I can't, I can't remember to find the tweet. Um, he's only missed like a couple of games or something like that in the past like two years, which is hard to believe. But he uh, he was limited in almost every single one of those games. Like he started, he was out like in the first drive. 
I had him for a couple of those games of fantasy football, so I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Give so. me a full Julio. Does it fix the Titans team? Uh, offensive, yes. They're going to score a lot of points. Defensive-wise, they still need a little help. But I think they're going to be in the playoffs this year again. I think they're going to win the division over the Colts. They should. They should. They should. Um, they did lose Arthur Smith to Atlanta. He's the head coach now. Um, so they got the new offensive coordinator there. But, uh, man, good things are looking up in Nashville, and, and, and they're looking to go to the Super Bowl. But can they get over that defensive hump right there? I think the, the person that this helps the most is going to be Derrick Henry. Because what so we saw last year the the Titans got off to a hot start. Tannehill had great numbers, but then most of that was because Derrick Henry was getting them first downs left and right. Once they started crowding the box and blitzing Tannehill and getting in the backfield and hitting Derrick Henry, you saw their offense starting to sputter late in the season. So I think having another weapon out there um, that's a huge upgrade over what they had last year. Um, with just A.J. Brown and him, if you just run two wide out sets, you still have a better receiving core than you had the last three or four years in Tennessee. Um, I think Julio is still going to get double teamed. I think A.J. Brown's going to get open. It's all about if Tannehill can hit him in stride. Um, but I think Derrick Henry is going to have a big season because of this. Now, of course, I think they, he's they, probably going to hurt. <laughs> they should have got uh, at least another offensive tackle. Uh, they lost Dennis Kelly to, I think, Baltimore. Um, but just bolster up that offensive tackling situation because you know what Kansas City did. They went out and got two stud yeah. offensive tackles to protect Patrick Mahomes. And one of the guys was like, my job is to protect Patrick Mahomes, obviously, but there's no way in hell like he's going to get sacked when I'm there. Yeah, That's the mentality like anybody on the Titans offensive line needs uh, to not get Tannehill hurt or whatever. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of debate in the AFC. You have the Cleveland Browns. You have the Baltimore Ravens. You have the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Miami Miami's getting better. <laughs> uh, Colts. Who knows what the Colts are going to do this year with Carson Wentz at, at quarterback. Um, but a lot of people are saying it's going to go back to Kansas City. Especially if it's full capacity fans, it's gonna be hard to, to win at Arrowhead. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, the defense has to get better. Yeah. The other story is that so far, as we get closer to the mini camps, um, the Vikings um, they expect defensive end uh, Daniel Hunter to show up at mini camp. I think he's looking for a new contract. Uh, he is probably their best defensive player, so they really need him to be there and happy. Um, Gilmore with New England uh, skipped. Um, the voluntary mini camps, which I know he's looking for either a new deal or get traded. Um, there was speculation he was going to be sent to uh, to Atlanta if, if they were going to get Julio Jones, but of course that deal fell through. Um, and then Jamison Crowder took a pay cut to stay with the Jets, which surprised me. I'm sure there were some other options out there if he's going to take a pay cut. Um, the Jets, I mean. <laughs> they have a bunch of like no name receivers. Um, yeah, they have I'm Zach sure. Wilson now. I'm not sure if Zach Wilson is going to do much this year. Um, of course, I could be wrong. I was wrong about Justin Herbert, so I just could be surprised. Anything to just anything to just do is bad though. They'll be bad. Yeah, they're finishing dead last in that division. They okay. they're not finishing above third. 
Uh, another thing that, that took up my mind was the new Houston Texans coach was like, we're not doing like OTAs right now or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Ain't that what he said? Like, yeah. why not? Your team stinks. No one Are they to, still? No one wants to show up. He doesn't, he doesn't that want, that he doesn't franchise is a dumpster fire. He doesn't want to do this because this is going to have questions about why is Watson not here? Is he suspended? Is he going to be the quarterback? Are you going to use his other? I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, you don't I have to answer that. They, they'll eventually, I think they're kicking the can down the road. So. Obviously, yeah, but right now you just focus on your football team and try and try to get better because you have like a thousand running backs. You have you just drafted Davis uh, or David Mills from Stanford. Um, who else was the other quarterback? Was it uh, Tyrod Taylor is yeah. projected to start? I believe, um, barring what happens with Deshaun Watson. I don't know, like fantasy wise, like who, like would you even draft any of these running backs? You have David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, like four other like well known running backs. Yeah, I don't get, I don't get what they're doing. I don't get it either. Um, I think it's there's a lot of offensive needs. There's defensive needs. It's the Houston Texans. I mean, <laughs> I guess it is what it is. And that I first mean, game against Jacksonville, watch out, man. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is going to have a heyday in that one. <laughs> so, all right. So, and finally, we're going to transition over into the NBA uh, talk. Um, during this show, the Atlanta Hawks came back and took wow. this, uh, took game four to tie the series at 2-2. They were down 60-42 to just before halftime. And they just inched their way back. And then it looks like uh, early in the fourth quarter, they took the lead back. And then it was just back and forth until the end. So um, I thought for sure they're about to go down 3-1. And Philly's on the uh, – they they're concerned. I bet Philly's concerned now because they should have been with the, over with this series pretty quickly. Um, I give Nate McMillan and, and Trey Young and all that team, give them kudos because they're hanging with the number one seed in the East. That's a huge win. Huge win right now. Yeah. Are they Um, going back to Atlanta? uh, No, that that was game four in Atlanta. So next game is going to be in Philly. So if if Atlanta can steal that game, they might be able to close them out at home. Because if... if, if Oh, my goodness. Yeah, if they do not win that game in Philly, in game five, that means they have to win game seven in Philly to win the series. Damn. Yeah. Um, so, and then, um, the other, the other game right now, so Utah leads the Clippers, um, two, one and Clippers are actually up 18, six midway through the first quarter. So they're looking pretty good too. Um, yeah, I think that last game, I thought for sure that Utah was going to go up three Oh, and then basically Clippers came out and smacked them around at home. So, uh, we'll kind of keep an eye on this game. Um, as a Pacers fan, I always want to see Paul George lose, so I'm rooting for Utah in this series. So hopefully Utah wins this game. Hopefully they go up 3-1 and close them out in the next game in Utah. Um, That's the, like me saying I want George Springer to not do good. It's, it's different. Paul it's George different. No, was no, no, the no. thick. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's different. It's different. So usually <laughs> the Astros let George Springer walk as a free agent, right? Well, he demanded money, yes. Yeah, but he wa- they let him walk. They could have signed yeah. him. They could have done- he would have stayed if, if they offered him enough money. Paul George had his agent leak to the media 
he's not going to resign. He says, I, I want you to trade me to the Lakers. And so you basically are holding a franchise hostage because Indiana, they can't attract key free agents. You have to draft or trade for these superstars. They drafted a superstar and because he didn't agree with some of the front office moves from the previous GM. So when Kevin Pritchard came in uh, on his third day and, and, and as GM of the Pacers, Paul George says, trade me. So you didn't even give him a chance to show you he can build, build a team around you. Because, I mean, he's built some pretty solid teams. If they had a player like Paul George on the teams he built, they, I mean, they would, they'd be going beyond the first round of the playoffs each year. I mean, they would have probably got back to the Eastern Conference Finals, possibly the the finals the year that Atlanta got – or that, that Toronto got there. But because he basically lied to everybody since he left, I mean, he's telling people that – and I don't remember the year – that he had Anthony Davis – Agreeing to come to the Pacers. Anthony Davis had four years left on his contract. And the team that you had around Paul George, there was no way the Pelicans were going to trade him to the Pacers without Paul George coming to the Pelicans. So if you're using that as an excuse saying, well, they're not going to put anyone around me, so I'm going to leave. You're getting Anthony Davis never admitted to this deal. And how are you going to be able to tell this franchise, hey, go get Anthony Davis? And they're like, uh, we can't. I mean, literally, unless you go there, we can't get him. And even yeah. then, the Falcons are going to laugh at them because that was before he wanted out. So um, that is why I want to see Paul George lose because he is a idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so off, my, off, my, uh, off of my uh, Pacers rant there, um, Phoenix last night uh, finished the sweep against Denver. Denver just looked bad. I mean, even their fans are getting their ass beat in this series. <laughs> yeah, dude, that guy, he called it, man. Sons in four. He beat, he beat him up, and he says, Sons in four. <laughs> they need to give that guy, uh, if they go to the championship championship series, courtside tickets. That guy. Well, they, they need to have him game one at whoever they face between the Clippers or the, the Jazz. That's the first, first game at home, he needs to be there courtside <laughs> next to the team. Who beats so. up somebody and says sons in four? <laughs> well, guy, first of all, the guy deserves it. He tried to sucker punch him. He tried to sucker punch him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Ed, he, the Mexican Edgar haircut looking guy. Yeah. Then he went and whooped him, and then yelled sons in four. <laughs> so, um, and then the uh, other series, which got really interesting over the weekend, um, it looked like the Nets were going to go up three zero, and they ended up losing that game to um, to the Bucks. Then they were doing really well at the beginning of game four. And then Kyrie goes on the ankle injury. Kyrie and Harden are both going to be out for game five where the series is tied 2-2. Oh, so, shocking, huh? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, if if at, uh, if the Bucks win the series, I think Mike Budenholzer's job is secured. Um, I think if they lose the series, he's fired, and he'll probably be the next Pacers coach if that's the case. Um, but with it just being Kevin Durant and a bunch of nobodies, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull the series out because Harden's still two, three games. He may be able to play by Game Seven if there's a Game Seven. Kyrie's injury looks like he's going to be out the rest of the series at the very least, possibly into the Eastern Conference Finals. So, what we thought was a sure thing of the Nets winning the championship. Uh, 
a tweaked uh, hamstring and a turned ankle could derail that entire thing. And I know you're loving it because you, you hate super teams. I do hate super teams. And in this instance right here, it not always it doesn't always work out when you have a super team. For the most part, it probably will. But when you have injury-prone players, this is going to happen. In a, in a critical series like this with Milwaukee, if you go down 3-2, and then you, have to you go might to be Milwaukee. toast. You, you got to go to Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a typical thing. Milwaukee was down like, what, 2-0? Yeah, I thought, they, Typi- I thought it was going to sweep. Typical Milwaukee thing every year, but... Uh, I mean, because Milwaukee was getting blown out in the first two games. I mean, they're getting smacked yeah. around by 20-plus points. I mean, they lost. They were down 49 points at one point in game one. And yeah. so, um, I give them credit for rebounding there up in Milwaukee, but... Um, Injuries are helping them out. I mean, and that's all part of the luck of the, of the game. I mean, in the NBA, you have 15 players on your team. Only 10 are going to play most likely in the playoffs. One of them goes down. You're down to these bench guys who really aren't that great. I mean, they're good, but they're not great. It's an NBA nightmare right now. If it's the Bucks and the Hawks, hypothetically speaking, Hawks win and then Jazz win. Jazz and Hawks in the NBA Finals. Well, the thing about it, you can have the conference, they can have the final four teams being Utah versus Phoenix and Atlanta versus Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> no now, LeBron, no now, KD. If you, if you enjoy watching basketball, those are four great teams to watch. But if you're a casual fan, you're like, where's LeBron? Where's Paul George? Where's Kawhi? Where's Embiid? Where's Simmons? I'll, I'll tell you, ratings will be down. I think, yeah, ratings will significantly drop right then and there if, if it's the Suns and the Hawks. Yeah. Even though you have up-and-comer like Devin Booker and, and Chris Paul, you know, winning his first title. Um, then Trey Young and a bunch of, like, nobodies in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, people would watch, yeah, but it's not like it's LeBron going for his, what, like, fifth or something like that? The, the best-case scenario right now for the NBA is to have KD, Kyrie, and Harden against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. That is their yeah. that's their best case scenario ratings wise because you have you have the New York market and you have the LA market. You have the superstars playing. But yeah. if I mean, because Giannis is is a former MVP, Trey Young is a great up and coming player. I mean, you have Bogdanovich down there, and you could potentially if you have Atlanta versus versus Utah. Yeah, how many confused casual fans? Because you're gonna have Bogdan Bogdanovich against Bojan Bogdanovich, <laughs> <laughs> and they're not related. They're not related. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, and we mentioned this on the last show. I, as a basketball fan, love this because we are finally getting new teams that are going to be in the finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, Philadelphia is the most recent team to be in the finals. Now it's 2001. So. I'm all I'm all, I'm all for Atlanta beating them, so that way I think after that the the most recent team would be Utah when they lost to Jordan in the '90s. Yep. So, I mean, if Utah loses, the Clippers have never been to the finals. Phoenix hasn't been there since like '94 when they lost to Jordan and the Bulls. Um, Atlanta think- probably has been there since Dominique was there in the '80s. Yeah. Yep. And and then you have uh, Milwaukee, who hasn't been there I think since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played for them before he went to the Lakers. <laughs> so, so um I, I i'm looking forward to seeing some fresh blood in there um 
There's 224 left in the first quarter, and the Jazz have 10 points. <laughs> oh, what is going on in that game? Wowie. 23-10 right now. Oof. Let's see if they can come back like Atlanta did earlier. So, um, Anything that uh, you want to mention about the NBA playoffs that stand out to you that you've seen so far or what you're looking to see, what you hope to see happen? Uh, well, we just talked about uh, uh, two teams that haven't been really talked about all season um, in the Hawks and possibly the Jazz, even though they had a great a great season and great record. Uh, playing in the title game. Yeah. Give us some new fresh blood. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Give us the give us the Hawks. Give us the, the Suns. I would I, I wouldn't mind see that. I would not mind seeing um and really any of the any of the teams remaining I would not mind seeing in the finals. Um yeah. I kinda I kinda I would not I think the NBA's best case scenario, a healthy Nets team versus a healthy Clippers team would be great for a the casual fans and those are the two most efficient offenses in basketball so we could easily see some high scoring games with, with solid defense in, in the fourth quarter um i think i don't want be... i don't want to see duran win no nah. his his two titles would be with super teams i mean yeah but i mean he also led those two teams as well hall of famer yes um but I wish he would have went a different route with going to another team instead of having super teams. Well, I mean, I prefer them to lose this series against Milwaukee just because if Mike D'Antoni truly is a contender for the Pacers head coaching job, that means I'll have to wait till the NBA finals are over before they hire him. Yeah. I, know he, I know he's interviewing this week with, uh, with Portland. Of course, if you're looking at who, who do I want to coach, he'd be more likely to want to go to Portland because you have, Damian Lillard, you have CJ McCollum. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I, they may be going more of the Chauncey route. So, there's a lot of coaching openings. Uh, we'll, uh, as they fill in, we'll talk about those on the show. Um, see if maybe we can find some of these uh, these writers who cover these teams on these blogs or their own podcasts. Maybe we'll try to get some guests on here as well. Especially as the season winds down, we have, I think it's 13? 13 days until the uh, draft lottery. Um, so we'll be able to uh, talk a little bit about, uh, we'll know where Kate Cunningham and these other guys, Evan Mobley, are going to go in the draft most likely. Yeah. Uh, and then free agency is August 1st. So uh, we have the draft and free agency coming up in the next two months after uh, from now. So, I mean, we, we still have a lot to talk about the NBA. Um, I, do, I did see that they are planning on resuming their normal uh, schedule next year. So right around Halloween, we'll, we can expect to see the uh, opening tip-off. Um, I think it's going to be great for everybody. It'll be a, a shortened off-season again, but it's only going to be by a month, um, whereas yeah. this, past, this past one was shortened by like four months. So um, it should be a little bit more of seeing, seeing these players get healthy and, and into next year. So, um, All right, anything else you want to throw in there? Any hockey news you want to talk about? Uh, go Islanders. They got a big game against Tampa Bay yesterday, two to one. So you still root for them to win the whole thing? Yeah, I, I'll go for the Islanders, little small town team over there. I think. Well, they play in Brooklyn now, so it's not really a small town. Did they play in Brooklyn? It's still uh, not uh, Nasia Coliseum, no? 
Oh, they, they, they just, uh, maybe they, they canceled that idea because they were supposed to they were supposed to move to where the where the Nets play, but maybe they did cancel that. Maybe you're right. Maybe they're they're still Nassau, playing at that uh, Coliseum. Nassau Coliseum. Okay. Man, um, those those fans are, are rowdy. Man, 100 yeah. percent capacity. It's so loud, exciting. Love it. The team oh, so, except Canadians, you're not allowed to, to go over there. So um, speaking of Canadians, the Montreal Canadians are who I am pulling for. Because I want to see a Canadian team win the Stanley Cup finally. No one has That's won awesome. it since they won it like 30 years ago. So Yeah. I know that's like worst case scenario for the NHL because if there's no fans at those games, that's it's gonna it's gonna kill a TV <laughs> perception. But if I am the Prime Minister uh, Justin Trudeau and I have an NHL team make a Stanley Cup finals. Maybe I'll ease back on the, uh, the population controls due to COVID at that point. Maybe like hey, let's go ahead and let some of our fans go watch the Stanley Cup Finals over here in Montreal. So, yeah. So, Co- uh, uh, COVID uh, vaccinated section and the non-vaccinated section. Yeah. But they got they got a tough series with the Vegas Knights, so uh, we'll see. Vegas, I mean, they almost blew it twice now. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, the Colorado series was pretty good. Yeah. I was playing a poem for Colorado there. I miss those old uh, battles with the Red Wings. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, the I, Golden Knights are up three to one right now in the second intermission. Yeah. In the second intermission. Yeah. Um, I, I think I remember back to like my childhood watching back. And, and I think um, ESPN is getting the NHL rights again. So that's going to actually improve how many people are actually watch the sport because yep. no one knows what channel it's on right now. I mean, I'm assuming it's on NBC Sports Network. NBC Sports, man. You have to find it. And yeah. they've had some games on USA. And that's it, it, a good move by ESPN and acquiring the rights to it. Yeah, they're getting it back. But, I mean, hopefully they bring that old theme song back, too. That was the best theme song. And the uh, – uh, Yeah. But, I mean, I remember watching those ESPN games when you had the New Jersey Devils when they were one of the top teams, Martin Brodeur as, as a goalie. And you had Dominic Hoshik out there in Colorado, and they did the battles with uh, I'm blanking on his name, but the uh, Detroit uh, goalie. Detroit Red Wings were, were yeah. good. Yeah, the Blackhawks. Yeah. So I mean, uh, the NHL needs some of those bigger bigger teams like the Red Wings to come back. I mean, they've been terrible for so long, after yeah. having like thirty years of the sustained success. Dominance. Um, yeah. So. All right. Well, um, that is our show. Um, we thank you guys again for joining us. Um, again, make sure you follow us on Twitter. I am at CR Druber. Daniel is at Daniel underscore Cabrera nine. The show is at Boxingers Pod. Follow us on Twitch, Boxingers Talking Sports. Look us up, add us, turn your notifications on. Uh, Boxingers Pod on YouTube. Uh, the videos get uploaded after that. Um, so, um, again, uh, we want to thank you guys. We're now entering into, this is the first full show into our second year. Um, we want, we look forward to having that great year with you guys. And, uh, we'll talk to you guys in probably a couple weeks after 4th of July. So until then, have a good week. See you guys. Peace.